Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Happy motherfucking Friday! Welcome everyone to the annual Ask Us Anything Special. Scott, Kat, Dave Blazard joins us on Fridays. We are going to go through, question by question, the dozens that have come in over the past couple of days. And hey, we like to do this because good opportunity for us to answer questions that you might want answered. And also a little break from what we normally do. I would love to jump all over the education minister for that ridiculous announcement he made yesterday, but it's going to have to wait till Monday because Kat, we're ready to go. Okay, let's do this. Um, Oh man, there's so many questions, guys, to go through. Thankfully, there were a lot of like duplicate questions for some things, so we're going to be able to at least address. And here's the thing, and this is key because I've used my words, I've been choosing my words very, very carefully. We will address all the questions, whether or not we answer them. Yeah, we'll we'll see. So you'll be okay taking addressing them. the fifth on it. I know it's not a Canadian yeah. thing. But you'd be okay to say I can't answer of that, or I'm course. not going to answer that. Of course, yes, right. correct. Um, That's going to tell the people who ask those questions that they're nosy bastards. They're, yeah. <laughs> well, don't ask honestly, these questions. like it it surprises me that they think that we'll answer some of the questions and just tell them things. I don't understand. It's remarkable how many people want to know how much we get paid. Yeah. Yeah, let's that, discuss that. That's one of the that. most inappropriate ones. <laughs> what? Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on. Um, okay, let's put, uh, you know what? There's so many questions about our new show that we just launched this week in Barrie. So why don't, you know what, Scott, you, do you, do you want to answer those questions? Dave will ask you all the questions. Okay. And, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then first question about the Barrie show. So for those who don't know what that is, so Scott and Kat now have a new show on Fresh 93.1 in Barrie, and it's 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Monday to Friday. And uh, it's awesome. Uh, I'm having so much fun listening to it. We're getting some great feedback from the listeners in Simcoe County already, which is great. And it's a new challenge for Scott and Kat to do a different kind of show Mm -hmm. than they would normally do in the morning. Uh, And taking a little bit of what they do in the morning and presenting it in a different way. Because radio, it's different at different times of of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you may not know that just as somebody who just turns on the radio and listens once in a while, but that it's very true. The way shows are presented is often different based on what we call the day parts. Mm-hmm. So that it's a new venture. It's something, something new, a new, uh, a new style for you guys. And, and we can dig into how you're feeling with it after a week, uh, like a little therapy session, which would be fun. <laughs> but let's get into some of the questions that were asked here. Do you guys have to negotiate to sell your show on other stations? Ah. Um, and that question, I, that's yeah. the first call. I'll go with that one as the first question. There's a lot of questions in that. Uh, yeah, some are, it, some are similar, so we can skip over yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the way it works here is we are employees of Chorus Entertainment. And for those who don't know, Chorus is a, a content company. And, I mean, they have everything from global television and global news under the umbrella right down to some of the kids programming that you see on TV. And, of course, there's a radio arm. Now, us working in the radio arm, we do our radio show. When they come and say, hey, what do you think of trying out something new and maybe trying out Scott and Cat at night? 
I mean, right now, this is something that that we wanted to pilot and see if it's viable to do it. And the ratings are ultimately going to make that determination. If people don't listen to it, then we won't be doing it for very long. But so far, all indicators are that it's being well-received. And if that's the case, then, uh, yeah, we'll keep on doing it. You want to know if we had to negotiate it? I mean... There's always a conversation when you do something new outside your the realm of your typical job, but I, I wouldn't really call it a negotiation because I think we wanted this just as much as the company did. We kind of had that vision, um, and that's kind of one of the reasons why we chose to go to Chorus is they are very innovative in this area where they do think outside the box of your traditional radio, like Jay was mentioning, how it usually works, and this is it, and more music at night, and, and less talking. And, and you know what? We thought, let's flip the script here. Let's change things up. And uh, that's why I like Chorus, too, is because they're open to those things. Yeah, I mean, just because the sun's setting doesn't mean people don't want to hear good, engaging conversations on the radio. Mm -hmm. And that's what Kat and I always strive to do, is have a conversation on a topic that's relevant to you, that makes a difference in your life or that informs you or whatever. So, yeah, we're doing our morning show style in the evening. Like I said, I don't even know if it's going to work. I think it will, but I don't know. I think that one thing that kind of told us that this can work uh, is the success of the podcast. And we know that podcast listeners are not listening at the same time every single day. Mm -hmm. Uh, So people are listening later in the afternoon. They are listening in the evening. They are listening on the weekends as well. So this tells us that, yeah, there's an appetite for it outside Mm -hmm. of the traditional, typical morning show hours. So that's kind of awesome. What is your day schedule like if you have to be at work so early, do a show, then head to Barrie every night? Ah. And is this going to be permanent or just a temporary thing? Okay, so answering the second part first, we don't know if it's going to be permanent. It's going to be on for a little while while we test the waters. And there's certain ratings periods that radio stations go through. And that's how we get to tell how good or bad we're doing. We hope so, though. We hope it's permanent. We want it to be permanent. And if people like it, then it'll continue on. We just need you to, uh, if you like it, support it, listen to it, and and support those who advertise on it. Because, I mean, that's how radio works, right? There's They sell advertising. We sell advertising, and and then we support those businesses that do. So I'm hopeful it'll be on for a long time. As for the the day, probably the question that I've been asked the most since last Friday when we announced that we were going to be doing this show. Here's how it works. We are doing our FM morning show on 91.5 The Beat in Kitchener every morning live from 5.30 till 9.30. After that, we do the podcast. After that... At some point between then and 6 p.m., and it could be later in the afternoon, it could be in the morning, it could even be almost real time if you think about it because of the technology that we developed during the pandemic, we could be on live in Barrie from just about anywhere, including our own homes. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we just assemble a show that's going to air in Barrie that night. Uh, Sometimes we'll actually go to Barry. Now, I don't know when that's going to be, but we have every intention of being there and being in that market and and engaging with our our listeners in that area. So, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. We don't drive to Barry every day. Sometimes we will, but not every day. It's the work-life balance thing, right? I mean, we do three shows a day, if you include the podcast. It would be impossible for us to do two markets mm-hmm. that are an hour and a half mm-hmm. apart and do the podcast in the middle. It's just not feasible. Yeah, who are you, Dave Blizzard? Dave does it, but that's why Dave is nuts. So (laughs) kind of insane. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Exactly.
Does that answer the question, though? I mean, we're... we're Yeah, and you know what? It's an accumulation as well of um, s- some things that we did in the morning that we thought, let's do this again for, for Barry tonight. Let's talk about this again for Barry tonight. And also, fresh content. Huh, I did it again. You did it. Pun. Good for I can't you. stop it. Uh, but fresh new content uh, for for uh, Simcoe County as well, because we're keeping our eye on that. And we, I mean, we always have, but it's nice to have an outlet, a place specifically to talk about stuff that's happening there, too. Well, and Scott kind of touched on it a little bit, too, when talking about the technology that's developed throughout the pandemic mm-hmm. we learned how to do things uh with technology that we didn't have the opportunity to do before like broadcasting in certain spots now we've always been able to what's called remote broadcast which means not being specifically in a studio but there were some limitations to that so the pandemic really forced us to step up the game from a technical technical standpoint mm-hmm. and sort of be able to embrace um, the opportunities to do things from a further distance. Yep. I could do a show in Winnipeg tomorrow if I wanted to, but I don't have to be in Winnipeg to do it. That's right. Um, which is kind of cool. Uh, now, there's some people who would say, well, you should be there. And again, as Scott kind of mentioned, that's the intention is to be there as often as possible. Um, but the ability to do this from a distance really gives us a chance to put the best quality in the best places because not everybody can physically travel that far that often every day it just wouldn't be feasible okay i think we answered that one then uh okay then the gist of those questions i think that's the most of the questions that that we got on that so yeah there you go hopefully that answered all your questions on that about how we do it i think it did yeah yeah, I mean, it's it's not the most exciting side of it unless you're interested in that side. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? Yeah. Wow, we plug this XLR cable in. Yeah. And, you know, I don't think <laughs> you don't you won't want to know that. No, no, nobody wants to know that There's a different stuff. podcast for that. You can fall asleep to find it. <laughs> I have a trunk full of XLR cables, by the way, I'm just sure so you, you know. Yeah. No, I believe you. I do you really believe you? I, I have a lot of cables in my trunk, but that's because of all the other stuff that I do. Do you ever go to a, like your, when you go to the mechanics, do you ever go in and they open up and like, wow, there's wires everywhere. I don't even know what this stuff does. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not sure if it's supposed to plug into the car or not. <laughs> yeah, and then the mechanic's like, you do an interview with me. I want to talk about the tires. You got to switch them up, man. You can't use all seasons in the winter. Nope, can't do it. Uh, okay, um, this will be a tease. Yes, I got a bajillion questions about TikTok. And yes, I will answer um, and address some of those coming up. So keep it right here. Good, because I have questions about TikTok too. Okay, yeah. Because uh, Can I tell you this? I got fiercely defensive of you. I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know why. I but yeah. I, like I would go on and and so you posted a a, a TikTok and you a, included that you're the voice of TikTok and there was people in there saying nope that's not oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. You're a liar. Yeah, yeah. You're a liar. You're a piece of crap. You're just doing it for clout. And I just started getting super defensive. <laughs> and I'm like replying to people being like, uh, no, this is actually cat. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like your spokesperson. I don't know why. I was getting like angry about it. That's so well, first of all, thank you for coming to my <laughs> defense no on that. Uh, we can do these now if you want. I think it's on I think it's on the other side of, of that if one of you well, want to do that. You did tease it so well. I, I mean, why don't we Okay, we'll tease it. We'll hold on. We'll hold on because I I want to mention something too, and I'm not sure if I did it in the podcast yesterday about about the reason why I got that kind of uh, reaction to. I didn't realize that that TikTok, I know it was a stupid thing to say probably looking back, but that that TikTok would blow up with like uh. five, five million plus views. I wasn't thinking because it was to my audience. Like I did that to my audience in order to share it, not thinking like, it's all over North America. These are people all over North America that have heard my voice. So of course they're going to have thoughts on it because they've heard my voice nonstop. And as some people have put it, like you are probably one of the most recognizable voices in on this continent right now you are absolutely yeah. so I, I i get it now and i'm like okay I, I guess i could have said that a different way from people being like who's asking you okay just everybody to, i know <laughs> just to tease it a bit can you just do one sentence in your just one just one tiny one 
It really is me. Okay, that, that's it for now. <laughs> this is the After 9 Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. Does that work? Yeah, it does. I'm sure people <laughs> want to know how it works, though. I mean, you you aren't I, actually living in someone's phone. A- absolutely. All those questions are coming up. Okay. And by the way, putting the video out was brilliant. One of the things that we know about radio, particularly as men in radio, is that people are far more interested in the women of radio. <laughs> yes, so we yes. when <laughs> we when we do a new show, people aren't racing to the website to figure out, oh, oh that Scott guy, what does he look like? When they hear Kat's voice, fuck, I hope this is online. Let me see what she looks like. They do it all the time. Yeah. People are very interested in the behind the scenes of women in radio. Very, very different from how they interact with men. Maybe about a third of the comments on that TikTok video where people say, wow, didn't know you looked like that. Like, does yeah. that matter? Uh, really? It's, and but, and but okay. honestly, I know we're going to talk about it more coming up, yeah. but I, I didn't even read the comments. I haven't even commented on them. Okay. I just had people tell me how many views it got. And I'm like, I don't want to look. I don't Mm want to look because I was focused more on my people on Instagram and, and, and I suppose some on Facebook that I was really gearing it towards. And I thought, oh shit, I don't want to know what people say about me. (laughs) I want to know. So first question. That really is you on TikTok? Oh, we're doing this now? I can ask you the okay. TikTok question. Let's go for it. So do me a favor. Yeah. Ask every single one of them. All right. Ask them all because these I've gotten nonstop, all of them. That really is you on TikTok? Or are you fooling everyone? I mean, I think we addressed that. She just did the voice. Yeah, people think that you're doing an impression of the voice. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, keep asking. I want you to ask all the questions because I, I just want to do it. a dump. Okay. Yeah. Okay. How much do they pay you? Why didn't you talk about it before? Why now are you talking about it? How does it work exactly? Did you record every word in the English language? And how did you get that job? Those are the questions that people want to know about TikTok specifically. I have a statement prepared. <coughs> oh, here we go from the, from the, the, the head office. <laughs> I have a statement prepared. Hold on. We got to run it by legal. Yeah. Let me start with, <clears throat> yes, it's me. No, I didn't lie. No, I wouldn't lie. I don't like pranks. I think they're dumb. So I wouldn't do that, and lying would be very sad. I've been doing, obviously, radio for a long, long time, voiceover work for many years as well. If I lied about that, that would be, again, a very sad thing to do. I will not be telling you how or how much I get paid, whether it's uh, TikTok, whether it's radio or elsewhere. So, no, I'm not answering your question. Uh, I didn't speak on it because I knew once I went there, I can't go back. And I have a family, and I always think worst case scenarios because I'm that type of person. But my voice has been live now for over a year. I thought my video might just come become a part of me and what I do now and also stop the DMs from asking me, which has been constant <laughs> over the last year and a half from people who either picked up on my voice for the first time or heard through a friend that it might be me. Uh, I also feel like a jerk absolutely ignoring those DMs, of which I've done up until now. It's just kind of a part of what I do. I have many different voiceover jobs. I voice uh, commercials for various uh, radio stations in the chorus umbrella, and I love doing it. I do YouTube tutorials, web ads, kids learning videos, religious videos, believe it or not, I've done, and many more. Um, I just did a couple of uh, commercials with uh, Instacart and Amazon Alexa on demand. It was a lot of fun. I love them all. I love them all the same. This one just happens to be my most popular by far. I will not give you too much detail on how it's done. That's mostly because I'm not part of the technical side of things. And I couldn't tell you. I've said many, many, many words. And if you do want to look into it, I actually found a lot of really cool videos online on how TTS or text-to-speech works. So if you are very interested in learning how it works, go for it. And yes, it is not me as a human that mispronounces some words. Because there is still glitches in those systems. I encourage you again, if you're curious to look up that, 
you can find it online too about how sometimes those things do glitch because the technology isn't perfect. But it's very interesting if you are interested because it is getting better by the day, the technology involved in text-to-speech. It's so much better now than it even was a couple months ago. So you're absolutely right about that. They've made incredible innovations in that. Can I now ask you a question about the TikTok? You can. I might or might not answer, but go ahead. Along the same vein as Dave, I too get very protective and defensive of you. And one of the things that I've noticed is there's some companies out there that are so fucking cheap that want to advertise and promote themselves, but they don't actually want to invest anything into advertising and promoting themselves. So I've seen companies put together like little videos of their company or just pictures of their company, and they'll run it through TikTok and use the the Mm -hmm. speech to text so that essentially you're doing a voiceover for their company. And that pisses me off because if they want you to do a voiceover for their company, they should hire you to do the voiceover for their company. And if you're one of those... So it'll be half a statement, half a question. The question is going to be, does that piss you off? The statement is going to be, fuck off. If you want a product. <laughs> That's quite a statement. Seriously, if you want yeah. something, if you want Cat's voice in your commercial, hire Cat. Yeah. If you are just trying to be cheap and you couldn't get a single solitary person with a good voice to even do a voice note on their phone and upload it that way. Well, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe you shouldn't be in business if you don't want to spend the few bucks it costs to get a voiceover done or to do it yourself. That's free. To steal the TikTok voice? I hate that. Okay, so if I may answer now. Um, so a I'm done things, telling them to fuck up. A couple off. things on that, <laughs> and I feel your passion. That's good. I will say a lot of people in the voiceover community feel the same pa- passionate way as you. What I will also add, though, is that you're not getting the same thing. You're not getting the emotion, the human. I mean, I think a lot of people can recognize the difference between a commercial that I would do for someone and what would be produced out of a text-to-speech voice, where it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be that emotion, whatever it is. Maybe it is something that's, you know, it is something that you want it to be bubbly and excitement and excited and whatnot, but it's not going to be perfect. It, there's always such a difference in doing that. So I, you're not going to get what you pay for um, when, obviously, you're not paying anything for it, basically. I've seen that before as well. The inst- There's uh, different text-to-speech um, people out there. You could... They could also use the Instagram one, for example. There's a couple different Instagram text-to-speech voices. And there's actually a couple of options for TikTok as well. Um, but I think I'm a, I'm a default setting, if I'm not mistaken. What I will say is A, uh, to that. And, I mean, no, because those people aren't going to spend money anyway. Uh, why don't they use their own voice for their products? Hey, I wouldn't mind that. I like when I see creators, like, and I've seen creators use uh, my voice. And that's cool. You know what? That's, that's awesome. You want to use my voice to be like... Look what my boyfriend did. It was so funny. Like, whatever. Oh, okay, okay, fine. Th- that's fine. You can do that. But I actually love it when people use that function for themselves, which they can, and say they're creators. And they say, oh, this is what I did, guys. And they overlap their own videos. I think that's pretty cool. And I look forward to watching that as well. well can I make two points to that? So, one, you in this TikTok voice, there has been, it's a personality on its own. So people have, they recognize the inflection, even though it's wrong sometimes. They understand that that's, that's the sound and that's a popular sound. So that's a, that's a trigger for people. So while it's uh, generated, it is, it is a personality. It has its own personality. And I still, I agree hundred percent with what you're saying about you should be hiring the person, but that's, I think why people would, would use that because they're like, well, well that people know what that sounds like. Uh, and the second one was, it was kind of funny that there were so many um, verified accounts that jumped on to be like, oh my God, that's you. Richard Jefferson, former NBA player, was like, oh my God, the things I've made you say. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, fantastic. And uh, a band I love, The Struts, actually commented on it. Oh yeah? Which I thought was really cool. cool. So there was a whole bunch of those saying, wow, I feel like we know you, which was was different. Is is there a feeling there that um, 
I guess you get it from a radio perspective too, but people feel that they know you more than they know you? Yeah, I mean, I do. I do think that. And people people kind of felt they knew me before they knew who I was when I posted this earlier this week, right? Like, Because uh, I would see and hear things, but they didn't know it was me and directed at me. Um, and, and whether it's good or bad, you know, um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's cool. But like I said, in one of my posts on this, um, it, for me, one of the coolest things is, yeah, seeing creators use it. I'm, I'm totally, obviously I'm fine with it. I did sign up for this. I did sign up for this job. I did do it. And I look forward to seeing people's videos using it. But the coolest thing for me is when like celebrities, I really like use it. And I'm like, ah. yeah, you fucking did it. Our buddy actually that we chatted with, uh, earlier today, Sean Desmond used it in his video Did when he? he was yeah when he was teasing maniac didn't you know it was you uh he he had everybody kind of asked me like i said everyone was asking me but i did message him and this was right before i put it out there and i said you know you used me right he's like holy fuck yeah. <laughs> like, like sent me like the you. longest the message was like fuck with like 900 k's uh but i was like yeah yeah but uh yeah like a lot of people have you know have used it uh before people with like accounts with millions and millions of you've of been followers. on several wwe tiktoks yeah. which is, i thought was kind of cool yeah. like, she doesn't even know and i should add that another cool layer to this is since i announced it i been getting a lot of requests to do stuff hmm. as me so i do like that too so i will say that there are a lot of people out there uh djs in particular have been reaching out yeah, asking. of course they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah my my rate went up though djs my rate went way up <laughs> just so y'all know so one question i'm seeing a lot in the in the the comments of your post is why aren't you verified people don't believe you if you don't have a blue check mark yeah uh, that's uh, you know what it's be it was my choice to do this my choice to say whether or not I wanted to, uh, to. And like I said, I, this is something that I struggled with for a while. Do I do it? Do I not? Once it's out there, it's out there, right? Mm -hmm. You can't take, no take backsies on yeah. this. So um, it's not like I was like, hello, Mr. TikTok. I would like to get a verified check mark and I'm going to do this. That's not how it went down. It all happened very suddenly and I just decided on a whim to do it. Um, hey, Kat, it's John TikTok here. Yeah, like <laughs> I, 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 will it happen or will it not? I don't know. Do I care for it too? I don't know. Am I going to put out any more TikToks? I don't know. You should. You uh, it was should. my first and I, I am learning and I don't even really fully know what I'm doing and I'm still trying to figure it out. So. How long did it take you to make that video? Um, okay. So I, what I did was, cause here's what I did know. I knew that you could import videos, right? So yeah. I didn't try to do it like on the like feature where you do it in the moment and then you go next. So I was like, okay, I'll do this video first, set it up so that by the time I say what I have to say in my voice and my TikTok in the TikTok voice, then I can say that. So once I put that in, then I had to figure out how to use TikTok text to speech, which is hilarious that the girl's voice didn't understand how to do it, but I didn't, but I figured it out eventually. And then I got comments like, well, you could have done more with this. You know, you could have done, you could have done better, you know, with yeah. your video. I'm like, I will <laughs> oh, accept your feedback. Thank you. Thank you. I'll accept your feedback. I, that was my first TikTok. I didn't, you show me your first TikTok, Je John from Wisconsin. You show me your fucking first TikTok. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, is that all the TikTok questions? That was all I got. Okay, good, 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 good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, okay, let's put uh, the heat on who now? Dave? Dave? Dave. Okay, oh, let's go. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay. Who's the bigger diva, Scott or Kat? Oh, um, yeah. uh, how do you define diva? Um, 
I think you're both passionate in a in a totally different way. I wouldn't say either one of you are divas. I would say you've got passions about certain things. Um, uh, sometimes we have to talk out processes that not everybody understands, and and it's I don't think that's diva behavior. I think that's just understanding how sometimes how things are done, and sometimes we don't always know how they're being done behind the scenes. I don't I don't know. That's a hard question because it's definitely Scott, but I don't know how. Else <laughs> I'm less maintenance than Scott. I'm going to write that down. Um, Actually, this one is going back to TikTok. This one's for you for TikTok, Dave. Uh, Daniela wants to know, does Dave still partake in making videos for his daughter's TikTok? If so, uh, any new moves that have not involved injury? Uh, I've done a couple, but it's funny. Every time we, we do talk about it, she prefaces it with, don't worry, you won't fall. <laughs> what a condescending thing for a teenager to say to their parents. And if you yeah. do fall, you're going to hear me say, that time dad fell again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For those who don't know this, I got a concussion last year from a, a video with my daughter. I fell and hit my face on the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> We can laugh now, but it was not funny at the time. It actually still physically hurts to laugh yeah, a little I bit. Bet. But that you still occasionally get some concussion symptoms. Yeah. Like you've got headaches that are yeah. still recurring a year later. Yeah, I do. I, the light sensitivity sometimes is an issue for me. And it, it comes on at random too. Where And I'm like, oh my gosh. So I asked my doctor about it. And he's like, it's very, very, very possible that you still get symptoms from time to time from a concussion. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. and it doesn't have to be like you don't have to put your head through the pavement. Uh, just the the hit at the right spot at the right angle can mm-hmm. just totally send you for a, a, a loop. Now I hit my jaw. It's like I, I hit my chin square onto the ground, so my mm-hmm. jaw like kind of jacked up. <sighs> so I get it sometimes in the sides of right. my head, it's kind of in the temple, Aww. mostly in the back. But yeah, it's not it's not um, it's not frequent, but it certainly does still happen. Yeah. So no more concussions for me. No more plan. concussions. You're not going to do that again. No, no. I, 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 no I'm going to put dancing. your hands out next you, time. You I'm could t- do the TikToking, <laughs> just not the TikTok dancing. Yeah, I'm Deal? taking a stand against concussions. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, what a noble position yeah, to right? take. <laughs> <laughs> I'm against concussions. Say no to concussions. Last one for me. How are we doing for time? By the way, I feel like okay. uh, who cares? we'll try to get that. Okay, good, good, good. I'm glad. I don't want to keep you too long. Um, do you think, Dave? That Scott, this is not for me, that Scott would still be friends with you if you had to let him go? Uh, oh, good question. That, that is a good question. I will say the answer to that is yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I can talk about the history that we've had uh, if that were to ever happen because he was part of the morning show when we worked together when I was let go. I didn't hold any ill will against Scott for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, I At the time, I was obviously very emotionally devastated by the whole thing but and, and we think we probably i don't know didn't talk for like a week which was probably the longest we didn't have ever never not talked right so mm-hmm. i think that was just more because it was so fresh and i didn't want it to I, I didn't want my uh struggle with this to affect him and his performance either so i thought about it from that perspective and i think that if it were to have if, if it were to happen now I would like to think that that we have different layers to our relationship that isn't mm-hmm. just a job, um, isn't just a coworker thing, and and you know he's the best man at my wedding. <laughs> you know, like yeah. we 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 he have was also re- the best man at mine. Yeah, so we have re- a relationship outside of this, and I think that if it ever had to happen, I mean, circumstantially, uh, I guess it would depend on what it is. Um, but I like to think that we would be just fine. I I can say for certain that we would be. Uh, above all else, you have to be able to separate personal from professional. Yeah. That I can easily do. When you're in the workplace, I think professionalism should trump everything else. And it would be very unprofessional to to say, well, I'm not going to be your friend anymore if you're going to let me go. And I wouldn't do that. Yeah. 
That, that would be a that would be a weird weird pressure point, wouldn't it? Here's a good question: If our ratings in Barry are not as good as we think they'll be, will they let us go or you? Because <laughs> it was your decision. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> to be determined. Can you fire yourself? Yeah, I guess I can. Yeah. Well, this was a bad decision. I'm yeah. gonna let myself go. <laughs> well, I'm gonna see myself out here. Oh, <laughs> a morning show at night. Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah. See you later. See ya. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Um. <laughs> Let's do, uh, Scott, you want a couple here? Sure. I got a couple more. Derek wants to know what your number one bucket list golf course is. Ooh. Ooh, good one. I I hardly played any golf at all this summer. I feel bad, but I mean, between our schedule and getting back to pre-pandemic normals and all that shit, I just haven't had time to go out. I, I think that my bucket list courses would be probably the same as many other people's. Number one would be Augusta. It's a private course. The Masters is there every year. Not just anybody can go and play Augusta. I would love to play there. But also, the old course at St. Andrews. Mm-hmm. I'd love to play that mm-hmm. course. I've never done it. Um, Pebble Beach is another course that I'd love to play. Pebble Beach, motherfucker. That's from like a movie or something, I think. I hope so. Otherwise, that Pebble was Beach, a super random. <laughs> no, it's from a movie, I think. Um <laughs> what? What movie is that? I don't know. This morning I was trying to explain to her what Back to the Future was because it's Back to the Future Day. It's October twenty yeah, first. Yeah, Cat yeah, okay, didn't yeah, get the Dave reference. Dave knew that. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm like, okay. Well, I didn't. Okay, I didn't understand why. We're, all of a sudden, he puts this big Back to the Future thing on on the radio, and he's like, bum bum bum. Yeah, Cat. I'm like, but what does that mean? Like, I don't understand. What does Back to the Future Day mean? He's like, well, it was this day. I'm like, in this year? No, no, no. In the 80s. I'm like, then why are we? Why do we? Oh, okay. So we're still celebrating it today. I was very confused. We will always celebrate it. I know. I, I will not. Well, I, I so would fine with it. Generationally, there's different ones. Like Mean Girls has, the, uh, has one. And every year on mean, and mean Girls Day, he never wishes me a happy Mean Girls Day. Because I can never remember when October it is. October 3rd. Put it in your calendar. And the reason it's Mean Girls Day. Is because uh, in one of the scenes, Aaron Samuels finally talk, talks to her and turns around and asks, what day is it? And she says, it's October 3rd. So that became it became a Mean Girls Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it became a meme, and I don't know, it's a well, weird thing. It's especially yeah. special when it's celebrated on a Wednesday. That because Wednesdays we wear pink. That's right. Whereas October twenty first is the entire focal point of Back to the Future. The oh. whole movie revolves around oh. October twenty first. Oh, they mention it like lots of times. It's on the flux capacitor. <laughs> they mention it lots of times. <laughs> yeah, they just keep talking about October twenty first. No, Marty. Guess <laughs> <laughs> what tomorrow is? I don't know, Doc. Are we going to be able to get October twenty first? <laughs> Okay, that's cool. Hey, that's cool. I'm not hating on it, man. I love Michael J. Fox. I think I've seen most of that movie, but I haven't seen multiple movies. I've only seen the first one, I think. Well, that's the only one you need to see. The other ones okay. are shit. Yeah, right. don't, yeah, the second one has has some moments. Uh, I actually quite like the second one. The third one, Ufa. Yeah, it was bad. You can skip not that good. one. No. Like, they just forced it for money, obviously. Yeah. I hate it, when they do that. Yeah. Was, I really, I would rather not have a movie. It's like Western and, yeah, uh, it's not. See, and that's why I was good. okay with Mean Girls not having a sequel. Like, Tina Fey herself was like, no. It's like, you got to just. You told the story. It, this is the bubble that it should stay in forever. Yeah. And I'm like, Tina Fey, uh, as a Mean Girls fan, I say thank you. Finally. So how do you feel then about uh, remakes of the classic movies? Like, the ones you grew up like, you grew up with, and then they decide they're just going to remake it for a new generation. Funny. We see it a lot with Disney, but uh, other movies. Funny you say that because I just finally watched Space Jam with LeBron James. And I mean, not the same. No. It's not. It does not have this. It's not the same. Now that said, like it was still like cute for kids to watch, you know, and and I suppose adults too. Like it was still a pretty cute movie, but. It, it, didn't, it didn't have the same effect. But that, to me, that's a movie that they just sort of rebirthed the franchise. It's not a, really a, a remake, remake, right? Right, because yes. They did change it. It's a different it. story. That's right. Yeah, that's true. 
Yeah. It's not that different a story. It's space no. basketball. It's sim- <laughs> you, you've got your premise. The entire concept similar. is dumb to begin with. But yeah. Yeah. On the whiteboard in the creative room, it just said space basketball. That's how they started. <laughs> space <laughs> basketball times. in space. Yeah. Hear me out. But I've got so, an idea. So if they were to come, if they were to come around, Scott, and say, "Well, we're going to remake Back to the Future," <gasps> would you, how would you feel about that? I, I don't even like that. With today's technology, I think it'd be really neat. I just hope that they do a good job at capturing some of the stuff that made that movie great when it was back in the eighties. I mean, even the Gene outfit that Marty wears was pretty fucking cool at the time. Yeah. The skateboarding scenes were really, really neat. I was never a skater, but I, I could certainly relate and appreciate to it. If they just modernized it, I think that would be fine. Okay. If they want to completely reinvent the wheel, well, then we're going to have a problem here. Uh, can I ask more questions? Should we ask more questions here? There's so many questions Go to get it. to. Yeah, let's um, get through Scott, them. while we're on you, can I just ask, uh, do you still talk to Angelo? Ooh, I haven't heard from him in like two years. As far as I know, he's doing great, but mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard from him in a while. I I'm, I don't know if he's still working in radio, and it's nobody's fault that we lost touch, but I hope he's doing great. I still see his Instagrams and like it. And, and it he's seems still like with his girlfriend. That shocks me. Which is great. That she hasn't figured him out yet. So- <laughs> <laughs> and it shocks me that they're not engaged or married yet. That- I lost that bet because you know I thought that was going to happen like four years ago. That's true. Yeah, uh, he might even listen still. Ange, hello. You can give us a call yeah, or a text a anytime. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, I got to ask you this one too. Scott, have you considered running for something? Mayor, even Dougie's job? And how, and what does Kat think about that if you would? Mm. I mean, I've thought <laughs> about it. And I guess Dave too. Yeah. We should throw Dave in that mix. I've thought about it many, many times. And I'm not going to say never, but it's certainly not now. The The biggest problem with it is there's rules. And there's some, some that think I would have to come off the radio to do that. Uh, at least to run, and I have no intention of doing that. Uh, there's others who feel you can't be on the radio and be in elected office at the same time. I firmly disagree on that point. However, it is a bit of a gray area about whether or not I'd have to come off during the campaign, and frankly, I have no interest in coming off the radio. We're at a great point in our mm-hmm. career. So Thank you for saying that. I don't, uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm never going to say never, Maybe down the line, but it's not going to happen right now or anytime soon. And when I do make that decision, I'll let you guys know. And if I and if I may find out one way or the other, by yeah, we will let you know. Yeah, when there's a campaign, we'll let you know. Yeah, when there's a look, exactly. There's like signs up in the studio, like wait a minute, what is this? You can't do that. Uh, And just so you know how I feel about it, I 100 percent would support Scott in whatever he chooses to do. Abs 100%. If Thank he was you. like, I'm going to run for this and that, fine, cool. Um, as long as we can still do the show and make that work, cool. If you're running for something or you wouldn't be able to do the show, I'd be sad for a bit. But again, I would just, it's more about Scott and, and his life. And, and I t- would totally respect whatever he wants to do in his life. Well, thank you. Like I said, nothing imminent. The, uh, this is a great follow-up question to that then. Uh, do you guys ever get concerned about cancel culture with your pod? Mm. In context, it seems anyone that says anything racy or against Oh, the liberal way seems to be so controversial. Thanks for that, Tim. I didn't read the full question. (laughs) (laughs) Really, the truth is you say anything these days, someone's going to be upset with what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, the days of being able to disagree or dislike something, but respectfully are over. It's got to be a full blown cancel them. Can't I don't like it. So nobody should listen to it sort of shit. I do feel like that movement is kind of losing a little bit of steam uh, in in some of the questionable cases. There's some examples of, yeah, I mean, they just, they got to go. Like Kanye is going through it right now. Uh And and what he said, 
yeah, I mean, it was wildly inappropriate. I don't know that we need to cancel Kanye. I would like to think that if you just don't like Kanye, you would make arrangements to not have to listen to Kanye or watch any of his stuff and don't follow him on social. Do you um, think there's anything to another level of that, though, because of the influence he has and the huge responsibility he has with what he says? I mean, he's him. He's never asked to be a role model. He's never, uh, I, I don't know who all of a sudden said that whatever comes out of Kanye's mouth has any credibility. I would think yeah. that you could look at the person and make a determination. Uh, the cancel culture thing, yeah, I mean, if you screw up to know that that could be your entire career on the line, that's obviously tough to process. That's something that you've always got to be on guard for. But I think if you're authentic and you're you and you're uh, honest with your audience, then it, it probably shouldn't work out that way. You just have to run certain things through a filter and you've got to use common sense too. I mean, that rant that Kanye went on was stupid. Like, I don't know what dumb, he was yeah. thinking when he did that. Well, so that's a great point about cancel culture then, because if you if you remember back to the whole uh, the Don Cherry situation and people saying, well, it's a question of free speech. And, and the constant reminder we seem to have to give people is that your freedom of speech, which, again, is an American thing, um, but it's not it's not you're not promised freedom of consequence for what you say. Right. You know, there are people who can say, I don't want to be associated with you if that's your opinion. And, and if that's the kind of way you carry yourself or that's the kind of thing you would be willing to say on national TV, I'm not comfortable with that. And I want to step away from it. They also have a right to do that. That's not a woke thing. That's not a cancel culture thing. That's somebody being able to say, I listen, I, I don't want to be associated with it. And a company who had to make the, the cut that they did and by getting rid of them, they didn't stand for the same things that he was saying. True. And that's it. In fairness, though, I saw Don Cherry not that long ago and we had a chat about that. And I will venture a guess, this is just my opinion based on talking to, to Grapes, is that if he could do it again in 2022, I don't think he would make those comments. And it's funny, I right? think he's grown. Yeah. I think he's evolved. And this is where I think cancel culture goes too far. If there's an effort to grow, if there's an, an effort to, to realize your mistake, not make the mistake again... And, and maybe draw some good out of your mistake, then I think cancel culture is a mistake. You're throwing out the baby with the bathwater. When you make a mistake, you do have to grow. You do have to show that you're progressing, learning, evolving. And if you can do that, then I think cancel culture is stupid. It's not like he's digging in his heels saying, uh-uh, I don't... I, I honestly think that he doesn't necessarily feel the same way that he used to, and that's growth, and I think that's good. Do you think that the growth comes from saying all right, well, I can't keep fighting this? Or do you think it's truly that he learned something? Because I remember the interviews that he did after it happened and, and he still didn't get it. Right. You know, so, I mean, that's also a while ago that this happened. Um, but and yet the growth may be absolutely there. I, I, always, I think I've told this story on the podcast that Don Cherry was the first celebrity I ever interviewed alone. Oh. And he, he saved my ass. And, and I'll always be grateful to him for the kindness that he showed me. But I don't agree with what he was saying that ended up getting him fired. That doesn't mean I hate the man, and that doesn't mean I think he, you know, he should be put out to pasture or anything like that. But I, I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm with you with the cancel culture thing. Just going to the point, we can't just all of a sudden say, well, everybody's decided that this person sh just should lose it all. Mm -hmm. you know, who, who's the judge, jury, and executioner? All this, the court of public opinion has become so powerful. The court of public opinion is also amplified in certain places. If you just read Twitter comments, for example, yeah. you could convince yourself that everybody in the world agrees with you. In reality, that's just not true. And you sometimes have to come off that social media bubble and have an actual conversation. Because one of the things that I find when you have a conversation is 
you get those nuances and you get that tone that you can't get from social media. I talked to Grapes. I really don't think he would make that comment again. And not just because he knows it would get him fired. I don't think he feels that way necessarily or his position on it has evolved. If Grapes came back to TV tomorrow, I would watch. However, if he goes back down the same road, well, clearly there was a mistake made here and he hadn't learned his lesson or he didn't evolve. So that's when you can make a determination. But I think everybody deserves a second chance. I like that. I like that answer actually a lot. Um, okay, so I have questions here for Dave. Scott, did you want to ask Dave some questions? Sure. Okay, let's do that. We're at the top there. Okay, Dave, you look nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what the questions are, so I'm just uh, I'm preparing for it all. Well, you get ready, because here we go. All right. Dave, I have a daughter about the same age as yours. Mine's almost a teenager, and she's asking a lot of questions about sex. Can you give me an example of a good way to explain sex to a curious preteen. And that, by the way, could go for, I mean, you've had, your kids are older, but they still, you went through that. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know too. Yeah, yeah I guess you're going to have to prepare for that one day one too. One day. Uh, for me, my approach is be very uh, fact-based and don't be nervous to talk about uh, your body because it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, very mm-hmm. normal. Uh, if I show any discomfort or any you know uneasiness with any of the questions, it's going to make her feel uneasy. And that's not my job as a parent. Uh, I got to put myself out of this and do the job that's in front of me, and that's preparing her for her growth and for the, the strangeness of growing up and all the weird things that you go through that, uh, it, uh, God, I think about how I missed having a support system. Uh, my dad wasn't around. Can you play the piano music there? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. So, Hang on. Hang on. Right? Where's that fucking tissue box? Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad wasn't around for me growing up. So I felt that I lacked um, uh, male father figures in my life that I that I could trust. So I had a lot of questions that I didn't have answers to. Now, in this case, I always just wanted to say I want to be better than that. So if I feel weird about it, because talking about sex with a with a teenager it feels weird sure um but i need to be able to pull myself out of that take my weirdness out of it because my job is to do this for her so that's it and if i need to have a a scalding hot shower afterwards then i absolutely will (laughs) (laughs) if i have to go in the backyard and and power power wash myself whatever then i'll do that but um yeah i think i think your best approach is to be honest and is to be respectful of respectful of the question um, and not try to uh, not try to steer them in a direction that you want them to go, but give them the honest information so they can be smart and make smart decisions. Bingo. Like You've got to give your credit or give credit to your kids and and trust that that when you tell them information like that or when you have that conversation with them, that they're processing it. And if they're not, then they'll come back and ask follow up questions. So I always would treat my daughter like an adult. And I do find that there's some differences if she wanted to talk about um physical changes like mm-hmm. her body a, a puberty essentially uh, yeah i mean we can have that conversation and i will be very factual this is what i know now i don't have the same parts you do but as i understand it this is the case and and i'll help her research it or or talk her through whatever she's going through now when it comes to sex itself i think one of the best things that you can do is help prepare them cuz it is a preparation thing they're going to do it eventually mm-hmm. but i think you also need to um, talk about consequences, but I don't mean in a bad way. I think that you need to help them understand, especially in this social media world that we live in, where sex is more glorified than it's ever been in the past, that A, it's final. Once you decide you're doing this, you can't undo it. 
B, there's consequences if you're not careful, and those consequences could come in the form of pregnancy, disease, life-changing, all those sort of yeah. things. Yeah. And, and they also need to understand that they're going to feel differently after you've done it. There's two worlds, right? There's before you've had sex and after you've had sex. And after you've had sex, it becomes easier to have more and more and more sex. Now, we also, I think there's probably a part of you that, especially if it's uh, for us, I, I could say this for Scott too, because I think we've talked about this, but with a daughter, my your initial instinct is to go, I've never had sex. Why would you ask me that? Mm. You, know, yeah. you right away just want to be like, no, 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 avoid what? this. What? Yeah, I want to be like, wait, no, what is that thing you're talking about? And you're, you're so right because it's been glorified so much and it's become such an important piece of all culture um, uh, from a social perspective is that you, you need to be able to navigate those waters with them and explain what's real and what's not right because there is a dysmorphia that goes on when you're trying to watch social media and what most of what you're seeing is not real yeah and you need right. to be able to help them determine what the truth is mm-hmm. in all of this yeah so there's a lot That's great points I, I would probably spend more time talking to my daughter about picking the right person than i would about anything else because that will have a great impact on what happens next mm-hmm how they feel about themselves, how they feel about their own sexuality, this, that, and the other thing. There's so many different consequences that I I just think that, and not in a doom and gloom way, I just think you need to present all the options and explain what's at stake here. All right, next question. Very good. Be honest. Did you ever get truly mad or disappointed in Scott or Kat as a boss, and how awkward is it to have to address that with them? Wow, people really want to know oh, if we've got drama. Huh? Yeah, I know. I think that's what it is. Are they hoping for it? Let's make something up. Um, no, I, and here's why. I, I think in the positions that we're in, we have to have a shared uh, goal. And we have to have a shared direction and kind of what we want to do and what we want to achieve with the show, what we want to achieve with our radio stations and things like that. Um, and I think we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. So I, I, there's not a lot of time where I've said, hey, I'm going to give you this. Uh, I need you to, to execute it and you guys haven't come through. I think we're on the same page with a lot of that stuff. Now, I'm sure there's 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 things that didn't go perfectly in my in my vision going into how it was executed. But I'm also not the kind of person that that micromanages that and says it has to be done. X, O, X, O, X, O has mm-hmm. to be followed. These steps. It's a, it's like a playbook. I'm I, I don't think I'm like that. I don't know. Maybe you guys can answer that better, but I, I trust you. Yes, yes, that's a good, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say is that I think that it's because we have that relationship where we do trust each other in both ways. Like, I mean, you could come and be like, you know what? I think this, and it's, I trust you enough to be like, oh shit, that is probably a better way to do it. And I can sit there and respect and it's respect too. And respect that. Yeah, of course, you know what you're talking about and you can respect our, our thoughts on things too. And we have that relationship where we can all be like, yes, let's make this work. And it is very much, it's very cohesive. It's very much a team. If I had to, like, it'd be different in how you approach it too. If I walked into the, the studio one day and went, boy, that sounded like dog ass. You know? <laughs> yeah. You'd probably be like, hmm. Oh, that doesn't feel nice. But we're also professional enough to acknowledge that was dog ass. We should have probably done it a lot better. I I think we're easier at doing that to ourselves than than you would. Like after we turn the mic microphones off after a shit break, Scott and I usually look at each other like that was a fucking hot mess. We wouldn't need you to come in and tell us. We know we're well aware of what's a hot mess. Absolutely. And sometimes in our positions, like especially from from an, an announcer or radio host position, you sometimes have to eat a little crow. Uh, every mm-hmm. once in a while, you know, it just doesn't always work out. So sometimes you need that coaching. And and uh, I heard a great line from one of our coworkers. He said, uh, 
You know, professional hockey players and professional baseball players, they practice every single day. Yep. They still have coaching staffs. They might be the greatest mm-hmm. players on the planet, but they have coaches. You're that, always growing. You're always growing. Yeah. And, and the minute you turn that off and think like there's nothing more for me to learn is the minute you're going to mm-hmm. get passed by everyone. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you become a dinosaur. And then you start harping about, oh, back in my day and it was so much better when with this and that. And now you, you just sound like a curmudgeon. Right. So being able to adapt and, and evolve, it, it, it's a team sport. It really, truly is. And what is a curmudgeon? A curmudgeon is just... <laughs> <laughs> you have the best words that come out of nowhere. What is yeah. that an a actual word? Is just I think he practices just... the night before. He's like, watch this, I'm going to drop diction- this one Do you have one of those uh, calendars, I mean, that tells you like a different oh, a, word a of the day? A new word every day. It's like, I'm going to Your use- vocabulary is impressive. Sometimes I'm like, what is that thing? Curmudgeon I got to Google sentence. that after this. Yeah, I'm a cunning linguist. What can I say? Yeah, curmudgeon is a... Uh, just a grump is the best way to describe it. Ah. Someone who just complains about everything and, and it's, you know, there's just no pleasing them ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot that goes into what we do, though. It's not just Kat and I. Like, Dave is a huge part of what we do and you don't even hear him on the radio most of the time yeah. throughout the week. Yeah. We have a a promo team that works tirelessly in the background mm-hmm. to try and make stuff that we put on the air very casually work our music team as well like i mean it all it all works together it's very much like it's a domino effect too. yeah our sales team i mean really it's it really is a domino effect we're just the two most front facing but there's a whole team of people behind us that do a lot of great work and they deserve just as much credit they don't really get it because it's radio and there's no credits to roll at the end but if they're listening to this Love you guys. Love you guys. I, I, I try to do my best to send out those notes too. Usually it's toward the end of the year or something where I'm like, thank you for making this show what it is and producers and salespeople, whatever it might be, because I do think it's one of those industries where here I am, it's me, you here, and I'm the one that's giving you Ed Sheeran tickets. It's coming from my pocket. Like, no, it's not. There's an entire team working their ass off to make sure that we can give someone those tickets, you know? If you ever watch a movie, look at the credits at the end. It's not just yes. the, the first three actors that were you in the movie. You usually have to have it like sped up. Yeah, yeah, right? There's so many people that that do that work to make that magic happen in front of you. And the same thing happens in radio. It's just we don't have the credits roll. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, we are getting close to time. We so really let's are. go through a few here. Yeah. Is there any one person in this industry that you guys look up to? Oh, that's a... Oof. That's a... I mean, of course, there's lots of people that I look up to. D- Dave Blizzard. Da- uh, yeah, <laughs> namely Scott Fox. Right Fo- fucking there. Scott Fox and Dave Blizzard. That was so easy, that Mainly. one. Jeez, and she still stalled. <laughs> I told you, I fuck up now and again, and I'm willing to admit it. That was a fuck up. Well, that was dog ass. <laughs> that was dog ass. <laughs> Way to go. Is there anyone that you do? I have nothing but respect for Mike Cooper. I mean, there's a true legend who's been doing this for a long time, and he's still on at night on Saturdays, I think, doing his Coop's Classics. And there's a a guy who I think loves this medium as much as I do, and he puts everything he's got into it. He's also authentic like you wouldn't believe. He truly is a nice guy. I remember you and I, we were doing uh, interview rounds, and I don't remember who it was because I remember we did like a slew of interviews at one point, and we were at a hotel. And what they do when you're interviewing a celebrity is they kind of put you all in one room until they're ready for you to come in and interview the celebrity in a hotel. So you're in this like really nice penthouse basically waiting and it's a lot of other people in media in the same room. And I remember looking across the room as they're like, okay, Scott and Kat, you're up, uh, you're about 15 minutes. So here, here's the waiting room. Be gone with you media people. And there's drinks there and food there, whatever. And I remember looking across the room and I... (gasps) And I was like gasped because I saw Mike Cooper and Aaron Davis sitting Mm -hmm. beside each other, just chatting, having a great time. And I'm like, 
I want to talk to them and other people in the industry, but it, people in the industry that I knew and I worked with and Mocha was there. I love that guy. Great. There's a bunch of people at the time, but I remember like I was fixated on, I'd like to chat with those two. And they were the sweetest people, mm-hmm. the sweetest people uh, I, I think I've ever met in the industry. There's a lot of very sweet ones out there, thankfully. Not as many dicks uh, I've run into. More sweet people. And anyway, they were one of them. And Erin I love, who's no longer in Toronto radio, uh, but she does have a blog and stuff like that. So I, I do tend to follow her too. Dave, anybody you're looking up to in the industry? I think what started it for me was Howard Stern. Yep. Sure. Uh, that was the first kind of influence. And Jesse and Gene. I, I listened to Jesse and Gene a lot growing up, and, and they were they were doing radio differently. They was just, it was funny. And I thought, oh, you can have fun doing this. Uh, and then as I kind of went through my career, I, I really I really leaned on a lot of uh, my my coworkers and, and my peers mm-hmm. to try to learn and, mm-hmm. uh, and to see. Uh, a, I was always inspired by growth and the idea that you could be more than you are right this moment, even if you're very happy with what you're doing at that moment. So being able to see certain people um, grow and and do things always excited me, and seeing them step into new roles and, and uh, new responsibilities was great. Um, Julie Adam was a huge one for me. She oh, was yeah. the, her, and, her and Karen yeah. Steele were two people that got the programming bug in my ear and thought, you're going to be a program director one day. Wow. And that to me was really? like, a, huh. Really, I'd never thought of it like that. Yeah. Um, but it was just from a conversation, just a simple conversation. And, and now look at you. And all these years later, here I am. Look at you. <laughs> and I will say, I should add this, and I mentioned it before, but I know you hate this, but I, I used to listen to the two of you on the radio, oh, though. I really did. Yep. I did, though. I remember driving in when I first got my car in, in high school, and I would listen to you guys in the morning uh, in Toronto. And that was, you guys sound like you were having a blast. I'm like, yeah, I want to do that. That sounds great. And I ended up doing a co-op, but it was with a television station. Not the same at all as radio, I learned. Uh, not as, not as, not for me anyway. The fit wasn't there for me at this particular television station, but it was a cool experience nonetheless in broadcasting. But I remember listening though and thinking that would be a cool ass thing to do. Um, there's so many, there's a few more questions. How much time do we have here, Scott? Well, we're almost at time. We're pretty much at time. Is there any good ones? Actually, why don't you pinpoint ones out from that list, okay. Dave? I'll let you do it. Uh, I'll let you. I'm going to let you and allow you. you. To look through that list. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of a fun one. You can just give a super quick answer on this. Would you rather only be able to use a, spo- a spoon or a fork for the rest of your lives? That one comes from Nick. Oh. Spoon. Yep. yep. Spoon. I'm going spoon too. Yeah, we're spooning. All we're three spo- of us. All, I'm going spoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't have soup with how, a fork. Yeah. How are you going to have soup? It doesn't work that way. So yeah, spoon is the way to go for that, Nick. Uh this is a fun one. Do you have any celebrity friends that you keep in touch with? And who are they? <laughs> who are the like celebrity that. friends we hang I out like with? I like that question. Do you? I don't know. I feels, that feels name droppy It me. does feel name droppy, but that's what I'd like to know. Dave? No. Uh, I'm, Who's I'm, the most famous person? In my phone? In your kinda? phone. You ha- Not when you DM on Instagram or Facebook or connect or whatever or connect with them on any other social platform. I don't even want to say it. I want... Please say it. I don't want to say, say it? it. I'm going to... Is it someone that was recently canceled? Uh, is that why? Actually, <laughs> oh, I know who it is. I know exactly who you're going to say. It's uh, here. Can I'm you gonna, tell us what gonna, realm they're in? If you don't want to name a name, can you tell us like what area they're in? Are they a musician? It's highlighted on my phone. Sports entertainment. In sports entertainment. Oh, yeah. So you don't, don't, don't want to say that? It feels he recently got canceled and oh. <laughs> well, I don't think there's any association okay. to me no. uh, for his cancellation. No, I, I mean, I don't know. It just feels super weird to say. I, I don't know why. Like of all the things we've talked about, this feels the most uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I don't and know. It's not even like directly about you. Is no. it because you'd have to tell the story as to why you have this contact? No, no, I don't think so. I, I don't know. It just feels weird to, right. to say, yeah, these are 
numbers in my phone. Okay. Please don't ever All right. ask to borrow you, my phone. Just like we did, you can opt out of answering the question. That's you do the not only need to answer the question. Skip. That's fine. That's fair. What about you, Scott? That I'm in regular contact with now like or that I have a number for or... Yeah, I mean, kind of the ones you keep in touch with. Keep in touch with. Mainly uh, Canadian singers because we have a yeah. lot of access to them. Yeah. We see them like Sean Desmond just called in this morning just to say hi and let us know he released a new song. That's great. I love Sean a lot. Um, I got Nelly's cell number. Nice. That's a good grab. Okay, that's not bad. Nelly's not bad. I don't know. I've interviewed a lot of celebrities, and and I'd like to think that if I saw them again, maybe they'd remember me. Uh, they probably won't. But one who does remember me, and we have a good conversation about my daughter every time I see him, is Ed Sheeran. The first time I interviewed him, and I've interviewed him so many times now, I brought my daughter, and it was the first time I'd ever done that. And I said to him, oh, I'm really sorry. I know this is unprofessional, but I just couldn't tell my daughter that I'm going to meet Ed Sheeran and not bring her along. And she's never asked me to come and meet somebody. She didn't care about Justin Timberlake. She didn't care about anybody. But you, she asked if she could meet. And he remembered that. And he gave her a hug and he took pictures with her. So and sweet. every time that I've interviewed him since, I bring my daughter and he goes right to her. He remembers her name. Big hug, high five. How have you been? How's school going? And everything. So there's a bit of a connection there. For me, I didn't. So there's people in radio in my phone. So aside from like those people that are recognizable for their for their names and and whatnot, I don't I don't really. And and Sean, like you said, Canadian musicians, Canadian musicians. There's a there's a bundle of them because they're always so great, and we keep in touch a lot. But there's one number I was I given, but I never kept. But I was offered it, and I'll just say it was a member of G Unit. Really? <laughs> yes. Amazing. But I never kept it. And I'm was Tony I, I Yeo trying have. to hook up with you. But I remember taking the number and being like, I somebody take this. Like I am not interested in that. No, somebody handed no, you a business no. card. It was like, <laughs> I'll tell you, I would like to be friends with Justin and Haley Bieber. And Justin, oh, if yeah, you are Kat sure. and I want to be friends with you. Yeah. And we will come over after work. And we will bring coffee and we will hang out by Dave, the lake. Dave can join in on this too. Because like, so Dave's got a baby on the way. I feel like they're about to have a baby soon. So soon. you guys can like get together. We can for talk, baby about type, babies, talk about babies, babies. baby stuff. Yeah, you sure. know, like there's a lot in common there. Justin, call us. Yep. <laughs> I like it. Did Okay. Did we get the, uh, there was, I'm sure if there's Is that it? I know. Uh, I have a couple more lingering here. I'm sorry. We probably won't be able to get to anything. Uh, you know what? This is a question for me, but I can ask for everybody. Sure. How do you address work-life balance? And I think that that's actually a really good question because I don't think that it, anybody has it perfect. But do you have any thoughts on it? I think you almost need another podcast for that. to be. Yeah, really honestly, honest. I don't think we have time that's for that. That's a this. deep question. I don't think we have time for that. Okay. Uh, one thing I'll say is I've gotten better at it in the last five, six years, mm -hmm. but I still haven't found the right balance. There's yeah. a lot more work than home life. And that's just a reality for me and most other people. I mean, you got to hustle these days to make money, right? Mm -hmm. And and, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, your family life always suffers that way. To describe my uh, work-life balance, did you guys get my email at 3.15 this morning? I did. Thank you for letting <laughs> us know there's a new thank Taylor you. Swift and album. And by the way, thank you for that. Yeah. That's good. We yeah. appreciate you doing it. Yeah, again, I think that nobody does it perfectly. For me, uh, much like you, I've kind of done a better job at it. Once I started having kids, though, I mean, I realized obviously kids are my priority and that's going to be that. So there's little things that I've done personally. Phones down, usually I will not be able to reply to anyone between, you know, no, four p.m. when it's pickup time and that's busy and dinner time so that between four and six p.m. I'm just like those emails and stuff are going to have to wait when but she I, says pickup time she means to stop off at the LCBO stop stop at the LCBO <laughs> again mom like you're coming in <laughs> don't touch anything <laughs> they know the full they know what LCBO <laughs> means now <laughs> so much. again with the pretty bottle store mom <laughs> 
Uh, I got a question asked that I thought was really interesting, and we might even have to end on this one because we're almost at an hour here. Uh, first record you ever played on the radio? Wow. Oh, I yeah, saw that, that question, question, and I, oh, boy. I, I know, know the answer to so this, and I don't know why I know the answer to this. Do you really? Yeah. So I've worked at a lot of different stations. My first job on air, and I was uh, 17 years old, was on an AM oldie station. The first song I played on the radio as a radio DJ was Build Me Up Buttercup by The Foundations. Oh, my God. Whoa. And after that, I worked for a station that played the the best of the 70s, 80s, and 90s. It was Hollow Notes, You Make My Dream Come True. Ugh. I don't remember that. The goal like, song? The goal song that wow. the Leafs played. But it was an actual hit. I do remember Actually, mine. no, it wasn't a hit at that time, but it wasn't that old at the time. I had to jog my memory a little bit, but I remember it, but more for the circumstance. So it was, uh, the way Scott and I ended up working together was uh, they, they called me on a Sunday night and said, can you sit in tomorrow morning? <laughs> and that was, I was like, uh, well. I guess I could do that. And I distinctly remember this because I was like, okay, we do, pre- we prep for the shows. We, we put together content and, and have, you know, facts and things like that in our heads. So if there's an opportunity to talk about them, I had a list of just things that I'd written down and I remember it. It was J-Lo, Jenny from the Block. Really? Yeah. And, oh, good track. Good uh, track. Coming out of it, I was like, I have something to add. <laughs> <laughs> so so Scott, Scott's like, oh, yeah, what's that? And it was, I, I, I think I said something like, you know, she shot that in Brooklyn. <laughs> That was Dynamite okay. drop in, Marty. Great addition. Yeah, yeah. Great yeah, that, addition. That broadcasting school is really paying off. Oh, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> that was the... F- I, now, you know, now that I that's think about song, that. That's a good song, though. That's not a bad song. Um, I don't remember this any song, but I can tell you my first experience on air, and I was put on live without me knowing I was about to be put on live. So much like you, it was last minute, but mine was actually last minute. Yeah. And I was at 91.5 The Beat, and I wanted to be on the radio really badly. And there was the afternoon team was Mocha and Big Mike, Mike Farwell, who's in Kitchener now. And they knew I wanted to be on the radio because I would like constantly stock their show. So after I was done everything I needed to do in promotions, that's where I worked. I would basically just go hang out with them and learn from them. And at one point, Mike was doing news at the time. So he did like his news block and then there was a commercial break and then there was sports and weather. Ah. And he was like, oh, Callahan, come in here for a sec during this commercial break. I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, sit down for a sec. I was like, okay. And I sat down and he's like, here's some headphones. I'm like, okay. He's like, you're doing it. And he walked out the door and shut the door. Oh, wow. 30 seconds, Kat. And I was like shaking. Like I had a paper in my hand and I was like literally shaking. I was like, and I have the audio to this day of it, actually. Do you still have it? Yeah. Oh, and Mocha great. was like cheering me out. Like, come on, Kat. Kat's going to do the, the weather or whatever. And I'm just like, and it was weather. So, I mean, come on. Like anyone can do the weather. Yeah. But I was like, today is going to be 14, degree, 14 degrees and then um, sunny. And I was You're just like, the, the barometric <laughs> pressure like, is 100. <laughs> 3.1 kilopascals. I've never been that nervous. Like, I've never been that nervous in my life to do it. But, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was quite the experience. I couldn't tell you what song we went into after that. I, I, I have it somewhere, uh, uh, somewhere, floating in the clouds somewhere, so I'll have to look it up. I, I don't even know if I got to intro it because I was pretty, like, shocked at the time. We got to go, guys. Yeah. Thank you for all of your great questions on the annual Ask Us Anything special. We will have a brand new episode of After 9 coming your way on Monday. In the meantime, again, weekday mornings, 5.30 till 9.30, 91.5 The Beat. Evenings, 6 till 9 p.m., 93.1, fresh, fresh 93.1, Barry's Hit Music in Simcoe County. There you go. Apologies. Please. Yeah. We got to apologize to Barry. 
for that. Um, we <laughs> apologize to Fresh, too, because I buggered up the call letters again. <laughs> again, uh, We got to apologize to TikTok users who don't believe Kat was the voice. We have to apologize to Kat for people using her voice to say terrible things. We should apologize to the people who don't like Back to the Future and also the people who celebrate Back to the Future Day. We're not sorry to Kanye. We're not sorry to Don Cherry right now, but we might get there. Uh, sorry to <laughs> our mentors. We're sorry for not answering the Rolodex question, uh, or at least I am. Uh, and uh, Mike Tyson, I apologize for not telling him that I have your cell phone number. Oh! Oh shit! I can't believe you did that. Really? Huh. Anyway, you're in trouble. <laughs> Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. The After Nine Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold, guaranteed, or he'll buy. It.